Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Found yeah, you seriously. a spot. No, 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 no. You went, listen, Willie went to, his go-to spot was a soccer bar, and then he was surprised when they weren't talking about the NFL playoffs. Not true. I went true. To every bar. I went to every bar in Travis County. No, you didn't. You did not. That's, <laughs> you're, li- you're a liar. That's, that's false. You're lying on the radio, which is technically perjury. But did you know I'm that? Lehigh, tonight I'm doing Lehigh Valley stuff. Tonight I'm going to go to uh, Dark Nights. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Watch those guys, uh. Wrestle around a little bit, which is Zeke one of the going to be there. It's like a for real, for real perk of living in the Lehigh Valley is that you can go to all these clubs and practice rooms and stuff. Oh, what was barber a- trained wasn't good enough for you here in Austin? No, it was not. <laughs> Sorry, it's Vinny. actually one of the best clubs in the area. So, which is good and also sad because Austin's not a great area for wrestling, but it's improving. Maybe it is improving oh. with the with the rise of Caleb Piles. That's right. That's right. Nah, he's not helping it. Huddo Hippos, right? Huddo Hippos, stand up. We're Caleb pro- Piles. Caleb Piles. First of all, Caleb Piles had a birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Big day. He got Mario Party 9. Yep. Which Christian didn't even let him play. Who, who gives their kid a Mario Party 9 and then does not let him play it that well, day? Okay. This yeah, was, that's messed up. Well, this was a unique birthday in that um, we got... My, my car was totaled yesterday, and we were in a car accident. That actually tied up a little more time than I had hoped. We tried to salvage his birthday best we could. He still got to go to Awana, do the awards presentation. We had some delicious Whataburger. He had ice cream cake. He got to talk to family members, et cetera. And then, but it was 8.30. It's bedtime. What are we going to do? Well, he'll, he'll, have plenty, he'll have plenty of time to play that, that game. So Did you play it? After he went to bed? <laughs> no. No. I do not play. <laughs> Christian played it after what, he put him come in on. bed. What, hey, you played. What was your, Caleb's what was the going on the, uh, Caleb's going on the um, road trip, yeah? Yes. I think I think we should have him on uh, uh, I think we should have him on radio before uh, and, and ask him ask him some questions about the road trip. See what he thinks. Introduce people to Caleb a little bit so they're not so uh, it's like well, who is this seven year old? He's coming on the road trip? Yeah. Where have you been? You are uh, you're I know. adamant about keeping I know. adult language and content off of that I road know. trip. I kn- no, no, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to have you guys be anything that you aren't. I'm just going to prepare him. I'm going to provide him with earmuffs, earbuds, <laughs> and just pray for the best that he learns discernment and proper language. I recommend watching old school. Yeah, Getting the timing of the earmuffs. Oh yeah. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's not going. Bader Bader's voice penetrates any anti. Like Bose has not developed a headphone that cancels that noise. So <laughs> there's there's nothing we can do. He's going to hear horrible words, and um, just hoping that the good outweighs the uh, debaucherous nature of some of the people on this on the Fine Flow Wrestling team. Well, will he get to see? He might get to see Spencer Lee. Yeah, if he so. meets Spencer Lee, the whole thing that will that will basically be that will make the entire trip. Yeah, that's basically all he wants. But 
I'm hoping he can get some other heroes too as well. Get on the Kyle Snyder, Jordan Burroughs train. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones in American wrestling yeah, right now. It's a pretty good time to uh, be an American wrestling fan. Uh, so, yeah, and we'll be seeing many of those American wrestlers that we love next week. Excited for that. Did you, did you guys finalize the Final X road trip yet at Lincoln and I, I think Wisconsin? Yeah, so the Final X road trip uh, spots where we're, where we're looking to go. So starting in Lincoln, obviously, actually starting in Austin, driving to Lincoln, okay, Lincoln to Iowa City, home of the Hawkeyes, then going up to Madison, Wisconsin. We're going to be there like a day or two because we're going to do the Askin thing, the Bono, Reader, McDonough thing at, at in Madison. Then long drive to Ohio State, the Ohio State University. That's the plan. Coach Ryan, I don't know if you know that or not yet. I hope Bader's called you. But if not, this is neat. Surprise! Surprise! We're here. Um, technically, we can go to the university. We don't need their permission for that. It's a free country. It's, it's a free country. So go ahead and try to keep us out. Um, but I'm sure we'll be welcome there. But please don't. But please don't. Can we come in? Can we see the new room? Or the new, where the new, we'll go there. I, I wanna, Tom drives by there every day and takes a Twitter video. I think we can go I by. want detailed information on how they're going to be speakers under the... That was painful. Uh, under the mats. What? Uh, is that true? Yes. Speakers under the mats. This is Tom going Ryan back, himself told me that. This is going back to the Bose thing. Bose has figured that out, but they can't cancel out Bader's voice yet. That's the only thing they're yet to accomplish. Um, yeah, so we'll do that. Okay, then after Columbus, we go to... Is that what? West Morgantown. Ver- Morgantown Uh-oh. for Kyle Brackey to get his revenge, um, which will be very exciting. Cannot wait for that. Um, Coach Flynn, Coach Port, and uh, is that their entire staff? Who else is Coach on staff? Moore. And Coach Moore. Okay. Coach Moore. So we'll be there. That's going to be exciting. They haven't even moved there yet. Maybe they will be moving there when we go in. We can help them just unload boxes. Yeah. Maybe that's we how go. we can help. And then while they're moving in, Kyle can go meet with the administration. Get this all fixed. Get this this whole situation straightened out. So that'll be big. From Morgantown to where we are we we going to Pittsburgh? No, I think we're going to State College. Go straight to State College. Straight to State College. Straight to the Creamery. Get some ice cream. Hang out there a couple days. All right, then Penn State Final X happens. Then we're going. I think Lock Haven, Cornell. Then we're going to be posted up in Allentown, but we're going to go to like. New Jersey, like Princeton, Rutgers, go to Penn, Drexel. Um, I think there may be one other, but there might not be. And then that'll be it. So those are the places where we've identified whether these coaches and teams know it or not. We have the plan. We are booking Airbnbs and hotel rooms accordingly. So uh, please prepare yourselves. And if nothing else. We're going to have a uh, 12-passenger van, but we're going to have some pretty cool magnets on it. Yes. Like with the Final X logo and then uh, cutouts of wrestlers competing, like big head cutouts. Mm-hmm. So it should be pretty cool. And uh, if you see us on the highway, honk. Honk, don't T-bone us. Please. Please. Come on, guys. That would be Everybody, catastrophic. Everybody, so y'all need, y'all need cars. Christian needs a car. Nomad needs a car. Bradkey, you've been needing a car. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the this is the table of vehicular struggle right now, Okay. Nomad is probably not going to tell his story. No, uh, I really wish he would. I really wish he would, too. But he won't tell his story what happened to his car. It's nothing that this young man did wrong in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. But he doesn't want to tell it, so that is his right. If he decides he wants to tell it... Where there was once a car, there is no longer. Well, well, no, there's still no, sort of a car. It's gone. It's gone. It's been it's been smushed. It's it's. Well, the, but the, but it begs the question: Why was it smushed? I don't know. That I don't know. But you do know. I don't. Oh I God. literally do not know. Dirty Mikey, the boys. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah, that no, but I don't know how it got. I don't know how well, it got smushed. Sure. Okay, but it was found. It was just the story leading up to it is pretty amazing. It's it's all time. You should tell it. Sometime. Just just you tell it. Right now, as we're sitting here. You just tell her. You don't have to put in all the details, but just basically the apprehension and the destruction. and. <laughs> so uh, 
in Austin, Texas, there is a very popular street called Sixth Street. And I went down one night to enjoy some some live music because who doesn't enjoy live music? Live music capital and of the world. I was accosted by some vagrants <laughs> and <laughs> and wallet wallet and keys were stolen. Keys uh car was right near there. Car was stolen and car ended up in Houston and <laughs> is destroyed. Was in Houston. So Here's literally, the- Dirty Mike and the boys had a soup kitchen in Houston. The the insurance adjuster look at the car. They're like, it's over. Like they said, it's not salvageable. Right. On a positive note, though, not upside down on my car payment. That's- Shout out to Geico. Shout out. Uh, so I will hopefully. I well, I gotta leave for Dallas today. So hopefully, sometime between coming back from Dallas and uh, leaving for. for for World Team Trials, I will have a general idea of what I can buy so that when I come back from World Team Trials, I'll have a car. I hope that you have a car. Um, so wait, was your car paid off at this point? Or it, no? It's, I need to send them one document. One my, document. My father signed, and then I need to sign it, and then we're all, we're all Gucci. Then we're clear. Yeah. So Nomad's car was freaking stolen and destroyed. Oh my gosh. By, by vagrants. Yes, by vagrants. And then, and then they call them, and they say, hey, we found your cards in Houston. I think Normandy's getting stormed right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So All Christian's right. car got T-boned. Nomad's car got stolen. Kyle's car is just old. Kyle, when you interned down in Austin, like, six years ago, something happened to your Explorer. You had to, like, get it. Yeah, changed. I got a new transmission. It just went out. I was just driving down the road, and then just stopped working. So... <laughs> All three of us. We need Mike DeSabato on line one. We need the Carfax ASAP. Yeah, so I got T-boned by an idiot. And uh, my car is old and has almost 200,000 miles, so we're not going to get much money for it. So it's unfortunate. But we're in the market. I thought it would be a fun team-building ex- exercise for Nomad and I to get a, go car shopping. You know what I'm thinking, Christian? W- what you thinking, boss? Lambo. Lambo. Yes. Yeah, why not? You know, as long as we can get the payments reasonable, we'll be all right. Okay. Next topic. Other than Kyle's. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about what, what's up with Kyle's. His vehicle, he has just been manually pumping it. You, you scroll through my Twitter videos for the last, um, since it was like March 20th, his first pump. He's pumping up his tire. He's been doing that since like yesterday. It wasn't oh. every day, though. Like, I don't know. It would- some days it was in the morning, and then just go a few days, and it'd be fine. Then I went and got it fixed yesterday. Big day. Yeah. So it's kind of the circle of life for cars. They get destroyed, they get repaired, and life goes on. So it's very, very symbolic in that way. All right. That's enough. Willie's got a, a sweet Stang. He's put $90 uh, work into it with a new oil change because it requires... $90 for, $90 for an oil change. It takes like... Uh, 25 gallons of oil or something. I don't know. <laughs> what? No, it takes a lot of oil. A lot of oil to to fuel that 5.0. Okay. Willie is really um, distressed by the lineup changes at Virginia Tech. I really which, am. Which I don't... Listen. John Boris wants to go heavyweight. I think it's, I think it's fine. Let, let, the man, let the big man eat. Um, first of all, he's wrestling 92 kilograms, right? That's 201 pounds. Uh, not, he's going to, he's going to wrestle heavyweight with it's these It's the monsters? last four. It's the last four that are the toughest, Willie. You would know that. He's making it two days in a row in freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> We're you think s- he's big enough? I don't think he's big enough. Oh well, my gosh, yes. We're going to see the hokey bulk job. Hokey Bo- Listen, Ooh. all those guys at Virginia Tech are monsters. Jared Hot was huge. Ty, Ty Walls. Yeah, Jared Hot. Jared Hot wrestled ninety-seven, and he dwarfs Boris. I don't think Dwarf. no. No, he Dwarf. doesn't. All right, let's let's so. give some context here. Apparently, Coach Freyer uh, put a, a depth chart on a message board and said, "Hey guys, you know, uh, here's some food for thought. Uh, thanks for all your support to our boosters, and here's our." Here's our quasi-depth chart going into, um, or at the present time, and he didn't include 
here's the, the, the key things. He, he included Mitch, uh, Mitch Moore at 33. He did not, include, did not list Solomon Chisco. He listed John Borst at heavyweight, and he did not list Andrew Dunn at all. So um, a lot of people were like, whoa, what's going on with Solomon Chisco? What's going on with Andrew Dunn? Are they not there? Are they off the team? Or what, what's the problem? What's the deal? So, um, yeah, so they anticipate Mitch Moore coming right in at 33. Wow. Um, no Solomon Chisco, who's been there for you know his entire career and, and – at one point in time, was did really well. Something di- didn't look right last year with him. Um, Andrew Dunn was Super 32 champ, um, and he's not listed. Uh, pretty, pretty good prospect coming out when he came out of Bethlehem Catholic, and and then Borst up to heavyweight. So those are the things with Virginia Tech. Those are the takeaways from Coach Freire's post. Do we think uh, Chisco is going Epperly? Like four years done, I'm, I'm out. No, um, well, no. Will this be? Will he have done four years? Yeah, I guess so. Because he redshirted, was yeah. a two-time AA. And then... I think he's gonna be. I think he's still. I think he's just working to working his way back. Um, I I didn't get a lot of color on what's going on there, but I, it sounds more promising for Solomon to get back on track than Dunn. I don't know what happened with Dunn necessarily, but that one doesn't sound as promising but Solomon's really good you have to figure the skills are still there it's just maybe the the other things to get it together in but I I firmly I mean anytime someone wants to go up I mean Willie every single year we see it guys go up and do well Machiavello was what at 184 and he goes up and he, he won nationals he literally won NCAA so he going well, you're talking about Boris yeah I'm just talking about just moving up in general it's he'll be fine he's got Plenty of time to get big. And you don't, just because you can make it, let's say this. Okay, if you're a 197 pounder, you probably cut from 212 reasonably, maybe maybe even more, right? So, and that's why, that's cutting from. So, what, to get up to 225, I don't think that's a, that's a reach for Borst at all. And Ty Walls was an effective heavyweight at like 230. Yeah, 230, 235. Yeah. I, I think it's no, no trouble for him to to put that effective size on. The a couple things for me, they they listed Mikhail Lewis at fifty seven, which I remember them thinking about doing that last year, but then he goes seventy four uh, seventy four kilos at U.S. Open, which is one sixty three, and then they have McFadden listed as a starter at sixty five and the backup at seventy four, which I don't know. Do you think they should go Lewis at sixty five, McFadden seventy four? Because Bolin has a red shirt to burn. <clears throat> That, yeah, that is or true. Or play with, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they could do that. Um, I, I'm dubious of Makai making 57, personally. And, and LePray did pretty well last year, I thought. No, LePray's solid. You know, not likely an All-American, but you never know. Right. Uh, yeah, so they'd be solid at 57. I guess if Makai could go 57 and keep McFadden at 65, maybe that would be optimal, but... I, I see those two as like kind of having high placement at 5765 or high placement at 6574 but I don't see them as title contenders at either of those weights no matter which way you put them. Yeah. So for that reason it's kind of I don't know. Doesn't doesn't really matter. I think they're going to be successful there and you're either pushing Hunter Bolin out of the lineup or or uh, BC LaPrade. Both are solid NCAA qualifier level but maybe not much beyond that. And it's interesting, interesting to me they're starting Mitch Moore right away because Mitch Moore this senior season did not have did not have the greatest senior season. Um, obviously, has been a guy who's you know we have who's number one, right? It's been a guy there for a while. Um, Virginia Tech, so Virginia Tech last four years is sixth in team points at NCAA's. And wow! So this is a team that's like been right outside the the cusp of trophy. One year they did end up getting a trophy, um, and they're going to be starting a lot of young guys, but I don't know. I feel like they're not going anywhere. I think Roby's got, you know, Freyers, Freyers on that recruiting trail hard. Well, keep in mind that Mitch Mitch projected at 33 in that in that depth chart provided by Coach Freyer, and he wrestled 145 this year. So he's a little undersized all year. Um, it, he struggled a little bit offensively. Um, all his matches were really close. Uh, I'm, I'm not concerned 
with Mitch that much. I think 33 would be fine. He'll be in matches for sure. Yeah. He'll be yeah, in, but getting that point when he needs it, getting that takedown when he needs it is where I'm, um, you know, a little more skeptical. But I don't know. Do they have any other options at those? Well, 33 is Latona. Will be Donald Tona. Yeah. They have uh, Cole Manley, too. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was another guy in there. So, yeah, they've got options. Uh, and then I'm wondering if, if Borsk going up also means. So, they just picked up a, a heavyweight Trent Raglan, then they got Dakota Howard, Cody Howard coming in 95. So, I'm wondering if they're kind of just looking long term and just kind of just setting guys like, all right, let's not play around with you at 97 if we think you're going to be heavyweight long term. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they got um, some good guys coming in. Virginia Tech is off. They had a good class this year. I forget what I, I'm going to have them rank. Uh, something decent. But then next year they already have um, – they have a, a lot of guys committed. They have three top 100 guys committed already for 2019. So mm-hmm. they're looking good on the recruiting front. Um, did you guys look at the big board at all and see what they got? I did look at the big board um, as far as their haul. Um, yeah, I think for next year they have Sam Latona. They have Sam Latona. They have Luis Fernandez, and who am I forgetting? No man, they have a third. But um, but they should be pretty good. I mean, that's a good segue into the big boards. Me and Nomad did a show yesterday. Who's number one about it? Um, do you guys have any takeaways from that? What did you th- see that you liked and didn't like? And yeah, this was garbage. Um, <laughs> possibly your worst work yet. No, jeez. Um, I think, I think, I like your top ten. Um, I think Teamer could be higher, for sure. Mm-hmm. G- given he smacked up Carr, he smacked up Sasso. Right. That to we me said, is, is adequate. We talked about that on the show. He uh, he also lost, and I know it was goofy, um, officiating maybe, or there was questionable officiating according to some people, but he also lost to Brayton, who's behind him. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's why. Not not a federal case. I, I also thought, who else stuck out to me? Um, Will Luan. I, I think he's got a decent upside. I think he could be really, really good, even though I, I get maybe beyond winning Cadet Worlds, his folk-style wins aren't outstanding. And he's ranked seventh in his weight, which should limit. If you're ranked seventh in your weight coming out, that should naturally limit your how high you can be because it's clearly not a very scarce weight. Uh, there's a lot of really good guys there. Yeah, he. You know, most people that are ranked seventh are not ranked 28th on the big board, but that was a product of him losing a state semifinal or a state final to Marcus Hartman. Um, so. I mean, I probably like Will Luan more than what he was ranked in his weight class. Um, Rocky Jordan, um, yeah, he's at thirty-five. I get we haven't like they only wrestle like two tournaments, but I'm just gonna say he'll be better than the thirty-fifth best guy this this weight. You think? What makes you say that? Well, I was gonna say I was surprised he was so high. Has he has he been this high in previous boards? Never. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he should be. He should be. I mean, I'm not saying he should be much higher, but he should definitely be top eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, he really never did a thing until yeah. until this Ironman, and and he won Ironman, but that was a very controversial quarter or semi against Karchla. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I I think his frame and his and his skill set he'll be fine in college but i thought even having 35 was a little high for him i mean i i, I think that's what he was where he should be what did you guys think i mean christian this is your wheelhouse mm-hmm. um penn state with seven ohio state with eight and missouri. and missouri with i think eight seven or eight they got 22 of the top 100. Three teams. That's really silly. Yeah. For oh, I mean, over five is really pretty ridiculous. To get eight, and especially where Penn State's are ranked, yeah. it's absurd. Um, I mean, you're talking about 25. You're talking about 22% of the top 100 guys going to three schools. Yeah, and I guess Missouri, probably the biggest. I didn't realize their haul was that good. 
I mean, I guess good for Missouri, the little school that could. <laughs> oh no, that Don't plucky, get... that plucky oh, little just SEC school. Humming along, <laughs> humming along, little, little guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, it's good recruiting on the part of their staff, and also, um, you know, they get Mako from Wisconsin, and um, but it's also a product of a good group in the state. Yeah, that's what you know? I was going to say. My, the The biggest takeaway is how many of those guys are from Missouri? Mm-hmm. They don't let kids get out of state. Who's the best Missouri guy that's got out recently? Uh, Keyshawn. Oh, Keyshawn. Yeah. Probably him. And what, he's a 49? They could. But for the most part, they yeah. do a really good job of keeping oh, the best yeah. kids in state. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do a fantastic job. What did you think of Teasdale at 16, both of you? I don't know. Um, it's hard, right? I think that's about right. I think it's respectful enough of what we've seen him do kind of the first three years of his career. But I don't think you can have him in the top ten, right? But it does seem stunning that the guy's been ranked one or two basically his entire career up till this point to see him down there at 16. But I think, it's, I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. And, um, you know, I, he's either going to – he'll either be maybe surpass it or be right about there, or he could just – it could just not happen and it won't work out. But I think I think that's I think that's solid. I don't know what Bracky thinks. Also, yeah, no, I think it's probably fair. Um, weird to see Seth Neville's 22nd. Seth Neville's is another one that's impossible to – like UWW Juniors was almost the, basically the first time we saw him against actual competition. Yeah, he had he had the college open where he lost to I think Hamida, which is like okay, you lost to all American, yeah, Hamida all American, and then here he loses to to Hilger and Mets, I believe, two guys who were on redshirt. Um, you know, Tisa loses to Courtney and Bianchi, guys. You know, Courtney's on redshirt, Bianchi. So like, I don't know. You're seeing guys that. Lose to first year college guys. Like, it's yeah. that's the data we have on them right now. Like, as good as Penn well, State is at recruiting, they no one comes in good enough to win a national titles as a freshman, except maybe Gable Stevenson. Like, comes well, in it, that good. It's also a product of Seth Neville's down at 22. Um, is, is not so much a pro. I mean, I think he's a fine prospect, right? The guy won four state titles and in um, California, he's only had one loss in high school, and that was to Colton Schultz, who's a top-five guy. Um, so his his 22 his ranking wasn't suppressed so much by, uh, I don't know how good he is, but it's I think it was suppressed by the talent that's a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, what right? I think Cassiope's was suppressed yeah. a little bit by the guys that are a heavyweight. I mean, you got Mason Paris and Kirk Fleet coming, and and Gable Stevenson, and and so, um, I think I think Seth Neville's is great. I think Cassiope is great. But how high are they ever going to place when you got these monsters there? Yeah. The other one, um, I know. I think it was last year we talked about where to put Malik Heinzelman, mm-hmm. uh, just because we've only seen him wrestle these small weight uh, weight classes and not against really established guys. Uh, the Junior Open was probably the most impressed I've ever been with him. Takes second, he beats uh, Tex Severado, and then he texts Bianchi, who's been in a college room. He lost to Courtney in the finals, but he outplaces Gavin Teasdale. Uh, so I really want to see him in like he wrestles every freestyle tournament available. Yeah. But I want to see him in a, and it's not his fault he's from Colorado, but um, I, I want to see him punch a, a big folk style win. You know? Yeah, he was like. I can't remember if he was third or fourth at Ironman in mm-hmm. a very good Ironman weight, so it's not really... He did fine. Yeah, not really a black mark there, but I agree with Kyle. He looked big. Like I was about to say, he looked bigger, too, so it's good that he's putting on size. And I thought all those 20, uh, 57s looked small, though. I thought Courtney looked small. Courtney looked small, yeah. I think that I... Part, part of me thinks, like, they just... All, there was happened to be, like, a tiny crop. Not Bianchi, but... Yeah, but no, he did. He looked bigger. Heinzelman sure. compared to what we've seen him. Oh like, yeah, I mean, at, who's number one? Thirteen. Now he was, you know, bigger than Kurt, but he still looked like you know peanut. But I thought, the, I'm saying like legs, <laughs> butt right, like up, like he he got bigger. He clearly's been deadlifting. 
getting bigger. Clearly. Oh. <laughs> Clearly well, and his bigger. his duck under series, his elbow no control duck under series is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be interesting what um, you know what Ohio State does with their situation at 125. Um, Ohio a State, lot. a big deadlift school, by the way. <laughs> He'll yeah. fit in great. He'll fit in great. They uh, so they brought in a lot of bodies. Malik's gonna be a true freshman, obviously. And then there's a question. We'll be talking about this probably for three years, four years. But uh, what Penn State does with Gavin and RBY and Teske and and next year uh, Pusiello. Here's one. I'm uh, at number forty. Quincy Monday. Yeah. I'm wondering, man, how too, how good could he be? Um, too high or too low? Well, I'm not gonna fault the ranking, but. If he ended up being a really like a top twenty guy, looking back, I think that's I think that's within his skill set. Yeah, and just uh, seeing Kennedy just like be a guy that was like not ranked coming out, like not weight class ranked coming out. Well, yeah, Kennedy, both those guys. I said on the show yesterday, like uh, if it, if their last name wasn't Monday, I wouldn't have paid attention to him in high school. Right, uh, and. Uh, Kennedy mostly his whole high school career, and Quincy until his senior year. Um, and so I love uh, Quincy's upside, and I love his trajectory. And so uh, you might think, oh, he maybe you know, Super Thirty Two finalist, Iron Man, he did well, finalist or third or something. Um, so you might think he should be even higher. Um, but you know, like. At the Open and Vegas, he lost to Michael Millage, or Michael Blockus. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hedged a little bit there. I think it's fair. A, it's a fair. guy that's, I mean, he's ranked fairly, but uh, a little bit lower that I think we'll look back and say should have been higher uh, is Jared Frannick for me. The dude, he is just a grinder, stays in solid position, really fundamental, and I, I think it's going to be couple-time All-American, if not more. He's pretty good on top two coming in. Um, I got a question where what weight class he's going to be because – Me too. I, I thought they were going to have him at 49, but then he got he – He's got, huge. Yeah, he got bigger, way bigger. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, Bracky. I've, I've liked him. That, we talked about it a lot on Thursday. Like, Flow Nationals, there are so many kids that we, we learn about in Flow Nationals, right? Quinn Kenner, Jared Frannick, Peyton Mako – um, and because sometimes you don't get a chance to do Super 32, and if you don't do Super 32, and you're not in a state that lets you travel to Iron Man or Beast, or Doc B, like your your uh, folk style options are limited. Mitch Moore is 87th. Yeah, that, that is, is crazy. crazy. 87th. The Graham well, hate continues. <laughs> well, listen, he it's tough because, like I said, he wrestled up at 45. Um, <laughs> The guy was ranked second in the country in October, and he wrestled a really tight match with Teamer, mm. right? Yes. Yep. And then he goes on to take a bunch of losses. He had to be ranked in his weight class. He had to be ranked at, like, 15th-ish. Um, yeah. You know, he lost to Michael North. He lost to uh, he lost to a bunch of kids in the, state of Ohio, in the state of Ohio. Yeah, and, and Kai Bell, yeah. So only uh, only one kid on here, uh, or actually two, I guess, is uncommitted. But Aaron Cashman, what's what's going on with him? I don't know. Uh, you know, he's a Minnesota guy. Made a cadet world team. Went to the OTC. He wrestled in Vegas. Um, he's he's uncommitted. I I haven't heard where he might go. You know, the logical Minnesota. Uh, the logical thing might be Minnesota, but. They're getting guys in at 25. They got Patrick McKee with money tied up in him and a very, very solid prospect. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know where he's going to go. There's only two uncommitted guys on the big board, 98 of them committed, just uh, Cashman and Jack Davis. Jack Davis was committed to Pitt and now is uh, a free agent, and I'm told he's looking at uh, – Missouri, Penn State, and Lock Haven. Runs a gamut there. Love, love to see Penn State turn it around. <laughs> Another thing that – Well, the, the, the curveball there is – and I don't know if this is true, but somebody told me his mother might be employed by Penn State. Mm. Classic. That'll do it. 
w- one thing to remember with Penn State, um, and I guess also Brock Hardy, but when you're looking at them bringing in seven guys that are in the top 100, yes, but two of them aren't going to go in the books until 2019 in Beard and Brooks, which is right after uh, Nolf, Nickel, Nevels come off the books for them. Mm-hmm. So And Keener. Yeah, Keener. Just kidding. And then uh, Brock Hardy is going on two-year mission, so he won't go to the Huskers until 2020-2021 season. Dang, after the Olympic year. Right. Okay. All right, so that's the big board. Feel free to check it out. It's on the Good job, Will. It's on the site. Good job with the big board. One final plug, recruiting rankings probably coming out soon, right, Will? And then me and Will are going to talk about it next week on who's number one in the show. Yeah, there's a lot of recruiting stuff. I love this time of year. The final big board, um, at some point in the next month, we'll do the junior big board. We'll turn all our attention to 2019. But recruiting class rankings coming out very soon. And then um, I'll have an article on recruiting um, over the last decade. And then Spay has an awesome article um, on some data from the last few years. Okay. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, Will Willie, you put in here the uh, – Beat the streets lines. You want to yeah. talk about those a little bit? Yeah, uh, there's lines up for beat the streets. What a great card! I love it. Love um, it. And I have an article coming out uh, on my my three favorite bets. I think the lines are good enough that it, they all make you think a little bit, and, and you know that's what lines should do. <laughs> but I, I have I have the uh, my three. I was interested in your three. Um, or not three, but maybe one. Um, Helen Maruas minus two and a half against Adeke Uh I think that's a great matchup. I also like, my, one of mine was uh, Stock against uh, Aboradudu from Nigeria. I think that's a great matchup. I like Aboradudu in that one with the points. Um, but, Christian, you like... America. You, you like all the Americans, right? Uh, particularly... Yeah. Kyle Snyder, four and a half. Crush. Salas Perez. Uh, yeah. Snyder, yeah. I think he's going to annihilate him. Um, I do. In, in an American blaze of glory. I think that Kyle Dake is going to do what many of our fantastic Americans have done to Lopez's Cui and smash him. I think he will beat him badly. Um, I like... Green minus two over Castillo. I like Oliver plus two and a half over Esgarov. I think he's going to, I think, if Oliver's right, I think he's just going to win the match because I think, uh, I'm not, I'm dubious of what Esgarov, we've we've seen Esgarov show up at places and look like this guy won the Olympics. Uh, Now, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, this guy won, you know what I'm saying? Esgarov, I'm really interested. I'll be honest. I don't know what to make of this match. Oliver as Garoff. I'd like to hear you guys break it down. Also, you get a home dog here. Home dog. Go, love, a, love a home dog. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the matchup goes, I mean, I don't know. As Garoff is very complete wrestler, as is Jordan. Um, athletically, I, I, don't, I don't see Oliver getting moved around as much. Both have great slide buys, especially as Garoff. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I see the matchup playing out but i like oliver's chances well with 2.5 i mean oliver oliver usually keeps it close with everybody right yeah it's very he's got good parterre defense um was it a one point match with chimizo yeah i mean he's eight seven or seven six he should have won i mean i should have won but if he he went for the turn if he hadn't got given up that reversal he would have won he would have beaten chimizo straight up um have Asgaroff and Chimizo wrestled? Was that an Olympic semi? Have Asgaroff and Chimizo wrestled? This is like the greatest three match series I've ever seen in my life. Well, what didn't they wrestle at the Olympics? Olympics, Euro, uh, Euro Games in 2015, and then there was one more. Chimizo- they wrestled three times, and every time has been incredible. Chimizo won the Euros one, right in 15. No. Okay, I don't remember this series at all then. No, but no, it, was, think, it was incredible. I think they wrestled in the Indian Pro League. No, they wrestled. They wrestled. It was like Worlds and Euros. And yeah, Olympic. I know that. Oh yeah, they wrestled at Vegas. Yes, that was crazy. That's what it was. Um, 
he should have been pinned. Or, wow, that it could have went either way. Um, but Chimizo hit a big move early, and Escarov mm-hmm. couldn't it was the get semis. Back Yes, both those sixty-five semis were nuts because Navruzov stepped over Romanov. Chimizo, I believe, was on his back and then ended up pinning Escarov. Yes, I'm trying to forget. Someone was on their back in a headlock at some point, which I, I watched that match recently too, which makes me feel yeah. stupid for asking. Chimizo Escarov was was incredible. But, I, yeah, I don't know how much to take away from that because Oliver hasn't wrestled since the U.S. Open. See, he hasn't wrestled in over a year. And Asgarov. Last year? Right, yeah, so I guess this will be one year. And then Asgarov hasn't wrestled in months. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if the, the first period is going to be a whole lot better than the second period because of that. I don't know. Is there, is there much um, history in Jordan Oliver gassing? Not in terms of, like, him gassing. Just, like, he have not been on the mat for a year. Yeah, I just figure he's wrestled so much. He's training with Dake and what well, was Yanni uh, and those guys there at Cornell, Freddie Stroger, etc. I I think he's going to be adequately prepared. Yeah, I think Jordan's going to be fine in the in the is he ready department as you know, I talked to Jordan a couple days ago and he's just you know, he's he's passionate. I think his training situation is as good as it ever is. Um He's hungry to get on the mat. And I, I don't know if it means anything, but he's always, Jordan's always wrestled well at Beat the Streets. I mean, he he beat Kermaliev. He gave Chimizo everything he wanted. Chimizo's his only loss at Beat the Streets. You know, the one, the one line I think is best is Burroughs minus two. I, I'm, I, I think it's tough to bet him to win by more than... More than two points. I don't know what you guys think. Mm. He could kind of. Then part of me is like, man, he might just smash him. I don't think he's going to smash him. Now, he could pin him because <laughs> Chimizo might just give up. He might hit a suck back. Right. But if it goes the full six, I don't know if I see him blowing him out. Just because, like, Chimizo's that good. But I don't know. If Jordan turns him, that's the thing. Which because we, we have we haven't really seen Chimizo get turned. Actually, Chimizo is extremely when you try. He scores off guys trying to lace him. I forget who he was wrestling, but it was actually a kind of a controversial exchange. If I'm remembering it correctly, guy was trying to lace him. He kind of like moved in such a way that he ended up earning two points off of it. So yeah, he's very. I mean, the core strength that he has is hip strength. Well, the I, I don't see about, a turn there for Jordan. And the good thing about Jordan, in that regard, is uh, when Jordan turns people, a lot of times it's it's so quickly, it's takedown lace, right? So Jordan might not be in danger if he's messing around down there and given uh, time, uh, Chimizo time to counter like that. Oh, another one. Gwiz minus six. I think he's, I think he's going to tech this guy. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way, and he very well could. He won 9-0 at Pan Ams. Um, but this guy, his results aren't that bad. I mean, he's not great, but they're not that bad. Six is a lot of points, especially a heavyweight. Seems like all the good Cuban heavyweights go Greco. Yeah. Because, obviously, Mihan the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Um, they their, had, their guy right now is really good. Yeah, they're, they're, Mihan's backup last year got bronze and then his other backup that left for Chile, Chile got bronze. So they had they have three world class cracker guys. And apparently this guy's, you know, he's okay. He's good. Yes. Okay. What what next, friends? Well I want to I want to go this this isn't gonna be the, the order of the card. What do you think the order of the Beat the Streets card should be? Uh I'm not gonna do that, but Burroughs Chimiza should definitely be last. It has to be, right? It has to be. There's no other option. I think I think you gotta start with something poppy too. I think you start with Snyder Salas. I think you need, you need to have a big one in the beginning. And then uh you have to end with the big one. And then you can put I like going J O Asgaroff, then Burroughs Chimizo back to back, like co main and main event or whatever. However I, they call it. I also it. think Helena Decaroya should be near the end. Oh, I do too. I think that should be like the third to last one. Yeah. For sure, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that being first. I think that match is awesome. Yeah, I think but, it's a good first one. 
I, I just like the idea. Yeah, I think it's best at like third from last. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe that. Start off with Snyder Perez. That's maybe. an interesting one, too. Is Helen going to smash her? Um, Adekaroy is maybe the one is, woman it's the toughest to like prognosticate for. They had she a got, really good match at Indian pinned. League. She got pinned by somebody. Oh, she got pinned by a Mongolian um, within the last few months. But other than that, her her losses, even to elite girls, um, are really close. She lost in World Finals by a point um, to Japan. She lost 3-3 Indian Pro League to Sophia Matson. Um, so her losses have been close. Uh, that being, I mean, what do you guys think about minus two and a half for Helen? I think it's smart. Helen, I mean, especially if she is recovered from that concussion she got in India. Even as good as the Decaroy is, Helen's like on a different planet right I now. I went back and looked. Do you know the do you know the point differential for Helen at Worlds last year? It's like fifty five nothing, right? Fifty two to zero. That's she teched her way through Worlds. Yeah. And and, and is coming up in weight. I I think she's perfectly sized to to go with Helen. I don't think size will be a factor. I think just Helen Part of me thinks it could be a really bad matchup for Adekroy because she's very – she's not near as refined as mm. as Helen is. I mean, she's been wrestling, what did you say, six years? Yeah, okay. not long. So I just think it could be just a technical mismatch, and it could just get out of hand. And then the the last line, Cox uh, minus two over Troy Blanca is interesting because as we talked about in the last show, Troy Blanca is going to keep every match close, but he's not going to shoot. Jaden, we just saw him win 2-0 over Duran at the open and 3-0 over Zilmer, or vice versa. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm not touching that one. Yeah, I, I, no, that's not a good one. Like, I, I think Jaden will win, especially because we tend to win these things, beat the streets. Well, the thing is, I don't know. From what I've seen, you can't really take Jaden down, and, and Tor Blanca's all counters. And Jaden hasn't shot recently, so I don't know how that's going to go. Well, he he shoots, but it's not often. It's like one really nice single a match, but he never like pushes for three, four, five takedowns in a match. At least yeah. against guys on his tier, right. you can say. Um, which has always kind of been his mo, and it works for him. He's back to back world bronze. So that's beat the streets. Um, and while we're at it. Um, we had a question about Beat the Streets. I don't know if I if it made it into the document, but someone's like, hey, what is Beat the Streets actually about? Like, what is the organization Beat the Streets? He's like, it's a great event, but what actually is Beat the Streets? In, in a nutshell, Beat the Streets' mission is to take urban, at-risk, disadvantaged um, youth, introduce them to the sport of wrestling, use wrestling as a vehicle to teach, um, I don't know, life's values, through the sport of wrestling, give them, you know, it gives them good role models with coaching, gives them an athletic outfit, it gets them in sh- or outlet, gets them in shape, um, and uh, it grows wrestling within those urban communities where wrestling is not really uh, a hotbed, and it's been a very successful. I mean, the numbers are. We we had a call with them not so long ago, and I can't remember the exact number of how many kids have been impacted by this, but it's it's a really really impressive number and. Just a, an organization that's doing a, a great job for kids using the sport of wrestling. And it's it's not just in New York, right? Right. Um, I mean, the last year they had Beat the Streets LA put on the the benefit for uh, the, the LA kids when we had Japan versus America women. So that's cool. You know, Beat the Streets Philly. Yeah, Beat the Chicago. Streets Philly. Um, Beat the Streets Philly is very uh, hooked up with Penn RTC, which is great. Beat the Streets Baltimore, um, I heard a couple months ago they just got a new facility. Um, I'm, I'm not as familiar with I heard uh, Beat the Streets Chicago is getting uh, Mike Powell. That's awesome. Really involved in that. Wow. So, yeah, that should be a really good thing. So, Beat the Streets, all good. And uh, we have a link. We have, we have an article up with the link to the ticket. So, if you can make it to New York or you're in the, that New York City area, um, for the first time, like twenty five bucks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for the first time, tickets are as low as twenty five dollars. They can have more seating at this new location, and before yeah. before they were pretty 
expensive. Um, but now there's a $25 option, and they're still available. It's on the Event Hub. There's an article on the site. Um, go check it out. $25, yeah. you get to watch great matches Dude. and help kids. New venue, Pier 17. Um, and I, I looked it up, and it's sort of a, a new, trendy, hip kind of kind of place in New York City with uh, restaurants. And, Sounds like and, you'll hate it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you'll definitely hate it. I, I, shouldn't say, I, I shouldn't say hipster. I should say uh, it's more New York hip than Austin hipster. Okay. I hope you can find a sports bar there. I hope you can, yeah, New York? Unlikely. Yeah. Don't, don't, start. listen, if you don't. If you you, don't, you use, you totally stereotyped Austin because you went to the places where you get stereotypical Austin activity. Uh, name a good sports bar in Austin. I don't What are you going to say? Buffalo Wild Wings? No. What's that one we went to? Um, we watched the, I don't know, I'm not going to. The one that got shut down, draft pick? No. No, he's going to say the tavern, which is great. Yeah, the tavern. But they're, but they're still not they're still not sports people. When did draft pick get shut down? I think that's the one I went to. Many moons ago. Well, then that's not the one where we went to. Because we went there sev- not, not that many moons ago. All right, next yeah, you topic. Went, you went to draft pick. Yeah, that one's perfectly fine. Yeah, okay. except it doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> nobody in Austin likes sports. Shut up. All right. Next up. Y'all say where you want to go. We're getting um, close to listener question time. We are. What about we kind of said uh, NATO may be going to the Oklahoma <laughs> RTC on the last show, and then a day later uh, he signed with the Ohio RTC. We just said the O RTC. Okay, yeah, and that was it. We were never specific about which O it was. And you guys ran with it. Shame on you. We did not running. run with it. We no, just... not you. The listeners they ran with it. Oh. Yeah. You're not getting my joke. I'm trying to blame them. Yeah, well, it's their fault. I blame, I actually blame Nomad. Uh, but, and then Bo Jordan staying uh, on staff with Ohio State. Who, who, who's out? Or what's, how's, is this a Minnesota situation where you just graduate and you're on staff and you're in the best dress competition along with how, Zach Sanders? How does that work? How does that work? Like, Ohio, Minnesota has 4,000 coaches. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. All the Nesses, Sanders, I think Sonny Yon's probably involved. Sonny Yon involved. Maybe, maybe Cody. Yeah. Schlet- Alec Ortiz. Is Alec Ortiz on staff? No. <laughs> Joe Rao. <laughs> Joe Rao. They're all, they're all still there. Uh, Scott, what, Scott Glasser. Scott Glasser on staff, guys. Scott Schiller. Jacob Volkman. <laughs> Ryan Blake. Manny Ramirez still, I mean, Manny, Manny Rivera still gets... Something stipend probably. Mac Ryder. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, Brock Lesnar not on staff. So yeah, I don't know how where if they're eliminating someone from Ohio, uh, Ohio State, or if they're just I don't know. You're on staff. You're something. Well, just one thing I thought, which obviously cannot happen now, is um, Tony Ralph looking at Cleveland State because that's where he's from but that job's obviously filled now so i don't know where you're making room there or does Travell go full-time rtc which is kind of what i thought Travell was always going to do but he's also extremely valuable to them as a i also thought that bojo might and maybe will but i thought he would immediately go back and start running the clubs for jordan camps and and that and that kind of stuff but um maybe maybe he waits a couple years that's what I thought for him as well. And especially, I don't know, man's got multiple kids. He needs to start making some bread immediately. <laughs> I think he's okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about that. Guys, we, we need to, if it weren't for Willie, we could really show you all this stuff. But we have Willie connected through the Skype thing. We need to figure out a way to get another input. But Boris Novotkov oh, may or may not be losing it, guys. His, this is must watch. His his uh, what is he? Lil Gato. Lil Gato uh, on Instagram. Lil Gato sixty five. L I L Gato sixty five. Um, just go watch the videos he's been putting out over the last week. I don't know how to describe them. The one he's just yelling like guttural noises, flexing like it's it sounds like a Bruce Lee like. Like a lot of yeah. times, a lot for an entire minute, 
<clears throat> and then the other one, he's just cartwheeling to like country music on the sidewalk. I don't know. Uh, Iowa it, City has changed Boris. Iowa has changed Boris Novotkov. I'm not concerned yet. I am. <laughs> this is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to watch these. Maybe we do a compilation article of the best of Boris. But it is, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Bader's, oh wow, Bader's just going to roll in here. Bring donuts. Yeah, come here, Bader. Yes, we want donuts. Bader. So Efren makes Bader bring him donuts every day. Oh. Uh, Efren, hey. here's Bader. Hey, nice Bader, beat nice. The streets. Yeah, nice beat the streets. Wow, right? speaking of beat the streets, yeah, Bader. Yeah, I got a beat the streets podcast today, later. And we've got some. Uh, these are warm. Brendan Buckley oh, coming on. Yeah, what are you doing today? This we is great radio, by the way. Podcasts. I hope they weren't sent by Van Wilder. Hey, but they're gonna be great. Who's who's? Oh, you don't know who? Uh, there there's two confirmed. One guy. I'm ser- waiting to hear back if he's got Skype. Okay. <laughs> if he's got Skype, <laughs> it's free. Is that the minimum requirement? If you've got Skype, <laughs> I, so if he has internet, basically. Christian. All right, I'm gonna I'm get up. beat up by whoever this person is. Is yes. it? Is it one of the Cubans? <laughs> Duh. You. Hey, also, you're leaving the. Donuts no, here? no, no, I'm going to customer service guys. Yeah. They don't even like donuts. They were telling me before the show. <laughs> All right. Big right. donut haters. See you on our... You want a donut? Yes. <laughs> Willie wants a donut. Don't give any to see on. Yeah. He'll just yell at us. Okay. To questions. Shout out. That, I think it was called Heavenly Donuts. If you're an Austin hipster, you should, you should get them. It has a seal of approval from everyone in this room. You'd Caleb. hate these, Willie. Yeah, you would hate them, Willie. They're warm and delicious. Um, they were they were sent by Van Wilder. I don't get that joke. I don't, you've said it <laughs> twice. You just let it. Just stop saying that joke. I don't know what that means. Well, most people have watched Van Wilder. Okay. Um, will weapons be allowed inside the venue this year at Russian Nationals? Obviously. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's actually it may be a requirement to get in to Russian Nationals. For all we know. You know how they check your bags to make sure you don't have that stuff in America? They check your bag to make sure you you are bringing stuff. Where's your gun? Yeah. Where's your lead pipe? We need to remind people that uh, we're going on three, four years in a row at age-level events, like junior and cadet trials for them. People have pulled out weapons to shoot people, and then there's just like a fracas. No, shoot. No, shoot. Just, uh... Intimidation. But th- you can shoot people, and then there's a fracas, and then it's just like, okay, yeah, back to your corners. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, 5 2, 30 seconds left. 5 2. <laughs> Boop. It's crazy. Only, yeah. <clears throat> they would shut down a tournament in America if that happened. Yeah, they, yeah, it would be really bad if that happened in the United yeah. States. Like, the, <sighs> yeah, we've written multiple articles about it. We've, the, I think it was like Mike Myers, somebody like circled the gun at one point. On one of them, because he just kind of he kind of had it hanging. He kind of had it, had it hanging. The yeah, video got taken down off YouTube, probably mm. because it's bad. I know it's actually. I talked to Nanad. Nanad said, you know, he talked to a guy that runs basketball. He said it this happens ha- all the happens time. all the time. Just at a Cavaliers game the other day, J.R. Smith and uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Scary Terry. Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan. They are just, you know, no actual shots, guys. Yeah. We're just talking. No problem. Guns are different over there. Do you ever look at crazy in Russia or yes. only in Russia? Daily. I, I saw I saw one like a couple weeks ago where this this cop in Russia is walking with like a like a machine gun or an automatic weapon with a prisoner with a with a a guy he had arrested with handcuffs. He gives the guy the gun, and they keep walking. He gives the prisoner the gun, and they keep walking, and the cop lights a cigarette and gets the gun back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only in Russia. Russia. Russia's a different place. But it happens everywhere, you see. Uh, I know Sajulayev is probably moving up, asks Alex Ruiz, but how do you see a match with him and Yazdani going at 92? He hasn't looked nearly as dominant since moving up from 86. So I've long had a theory, not like, it's not a theory specific or original to me, that Sajulayev is not even close to how old he has claimed to have been. Um, and I think when he started winning his 
first world title at 18. I think he was much older than that. So I think, you know, we've probably seen the maybe the his best, best, best days. Now we're going to see his really high, high level days. But he's not going to be that 10-0 factory that he was. Well, is this guy? Is this question saying he hasn't looked nearly as dominant since moving up from 86? Is he saying Yazdani or Sajalayev? He's talking about Sajalayev. Okay. So what, what's what's your theory on why Sedjalayev would wrestle 92 Euros but then 97 Worlds? I think because he does whatever he wants. Yeah. I think they have not like they have no control like he's going off the deep end. But like they have no control because he's just the best guy. And so it's like he could just do the I'm going to stop my feet and say, all right, I'm not wrestling 92. Peace. So I think he just does whatever he wants, and he wants another shot at Snyder. And you know, me and Spare it's like he's he's a simple farm boy. Mm. They remember grandfather made him plow when he's trained for the Olympics. Like he just ah, I'll wrestle what I weigh, and where what I want to weigh is uh, approximately where the Olympic champ is that beat me. I want revenge. Yeah, I don't know. If I think that's I think that's the whole thing. Far. Why did he? Why would he not just stay at ninety seven though? Why would he not do Euro ninety seven? That's what I don't understand. Because <clears throat> right. I think they convinced him. For like okay, one tournament you're gonna go down, and it was in Dagestan, so maybe they wanted to get as many Dagestanis on the roster as possible. Okay. Well, they, there's plenty of them because they wrestle for every or country. May, maybe he wanted to wrestle his buddy Sharifov. They wrestled in the finals. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird over there, man. You have no idea. Like, it could be that weird and stupid and simple. Yeah. How how would to the original question? How would it look? How would Sedjalayev? Versus Donnie look. I basically pick against Yazdani in almost every hypothetical matchup, and I will do it once more. Uh, yeah. I think... Similar I think, to Kyle th- Dake on message boards. I think he will lose. No, yeah. Kyle Dake loses every message board battle. But no, I think I think Sajalayev would beat him. I don't think he's hun- underhooking and moving him around. Now, he could get really tired, but I think before then, Sajalayev might just... Got him. The, yeah, that that's the thing. Sajalayev guts everyone, except Snyder. <laughs> so he always, always turns twos into fours and sixes. Um, and somebody might have been at yours. Like somebody took him down or like got to step out, and then he's it was like poke the bear, and he just ragdolled this dude around, gutting him all over the mat for another minute. So there yeah, I think that's someone, what happened. Yazani would get turned. Was it this year at Euros? He was wrestling someone. They let him on top basically until the match was over. Yeah, they're like, "No, we're not giving you a restart." Yeah. They just like, "Just just finish it." I need to go back and find the <clears throat> match, but he was on top for a really long time without scoring and they just kept letting him um work for the turn. And yes, Donnie gives up points. Like I was yes. just watching so Iran trials are this this weekend and I was just watching him yesterday like he gave up uh 2 points to the guy that beat Richard Perry in the Ukraine finals. So like if he's giving up points to that guy, definitely giving up points to Sedge Live. And if you give a point to Sedge Live, you're getting turned. Yeah, I think you would win. I think you would and win. And Sedge Live is obviously bigger. Definitely. All right, this can be our last question. We will depart. Who is your dream coaching staff, Willie, using no current slash former D1 head coaches? Hmm. FRL questions. No former D1 head coaches. Well, obviously, head coach Ken Chertow. Right obviously, obviously, um, you know he can run a good camp system. Advocare connections, yep. etc. Advocare, um, proof of concept at at King College, just didn't get to quite see that all the way through. Um, Give me Snyder, Buxton, and Rochelle. Ooh, Rochelle, I love it. It's not even a joke. I know it's not a joke, but it's just the the irony. You waged mm-hmm. war against him one year I, ago. I, I didn't wage war. Yes, you did. You did. You no, said, I did not. You, you didn't wage it. You declared it. Uh, you declared war against Wisconsin, Kyle Rochelle. I said, and I still, hey, this point still holds. This point still holds. If you care about seating, you need to go to Pan Ams. Jordan Burroughs does not care about seating. Okay, Jordan Burroughs doesn't, but... Other people do and should, and um, I don't understand why they wouldn't go. Yeah, we can get that. That's a perpetual evergreen topic. Okay, 
Casey Cunningham. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Oh, yeah. Duh. Terry Brands. Duh. Yes, you got lightweights, middleweights. Uh, upperweights, upperweights, upperweights. You need a wild card. Yeah. Need, well, Terry Brands got a wild card. Yeah. A wilder card. Mm. Mm. Upperweights. I got nothing. Bracky, what you got? Yeah, what do you got, Kyle? Mm. You ain't beating Yourself? Me. Obviously. Um, no, what about Askren? Oh, yeah. yeah Andre you have to... Metzger. Yeah, Askren, Metzger, Chertow. Yeah, boom. That's... Got my wild cards. <laughs> oh, Travell. Oh, Travell. Yes. My team Tur- yes. My team smashes everyone. Dang it. I think Nomad has the best team. Who's your... Okay, Nomad won this exercise. And I congratulate First time you. ever. Yes, this was good. I... Nomad normally goes off the wall. He just nailed it. He beat all our teams. He beat Willie's teams. Willie tried, but he put his best friend on the team, disqualified. Um, he did. What what has Nomad gone off the rails about recently? Oh, nationalism um, mainly. Yeah. What? Nationalism. Last show. Oh, nationalism. That was ridiculous. (laughs) It's not ridiculous. There's a difference between nationalism and patriotism. He said nationalism is stupid. It is stupid. Except he absolutely lost his mind in Paris when we won Worlds last year. Yes, because nationalism and patriotism are two different things. I'm talking like jingoism. That's what I mean. Got it. Well, we're going to go. We're going to leave. So we can play the fun outro music. couple things. One... What's up this weekend for you, Nomad? I am going to Dallas right now, after this, actually, uh, for Women's Nationals, which is cadet and junior trials for, for the ladies. Um, so you got, like, Emily Shilson, Leah Martinez, Grace Figueroa, Michaela Beck. Um, there's a young lady from Illinois, Kennedy Blades, who's going to be awesome. She's going to be on the world team in, like, five Kennedy years. Kennedy Blades? Kennedy Blades. Cancel the tournament. She's a hammer. No, Kennedy she Blades? She's a monster. Put her on the team. Oh my gosh, she, I'm gonna let my daughter wrestle Kennedy she, Blades. I don't know anything about her. Her name's Kennedy Blades. So IKWF, which is- Somebody entered in a tournament named Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did you not think that name would become popular with Beyonce? I don't know. And in 10 years, what? I'm still going, it's gonna be Khaleesi. And... Oh my gosh. Yeah, in 10 years. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a little weird. But anyway, so if you wanna watch some, uh, some of the future women stars of America, I'll uh I'll help you out in Dallas. I don't know. That's American, right? Does people in somebody in our company at Flow Sports named their kid Zelda? Really? It's true. Don't, don't put the <laughs> stop. Don't put the proud. What are you talking about? He's in Easton. He's just gonna let it fly yeah. now. Yeah. You, you're not. I mean, only in America. Do people in Russia name their kid Tetris? <laughs> no. No. Tetris, a lot of stuff. Do people in Brazil name their kid Shakira? Probably. I don't think Shakira is Brazilian. Probably. Yeah. Is she Brazilian? I don't know. She's some South American. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's Colombian. Yeah, I thought she was Colombian. David Prado confirms Colombia. All right, Colombia. All right, we're, about- all right we're out. We'll this see you next time. Next Tuesday. Later, Beyonce. Thanks for listening, Beyonce.